1: You say nips and dicks? Whoa, Whoops. we're live. <laughs> you just read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need to
0: edit that out or not. but All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are back. It is Offside Hockey Talk. This is the Leafs Weekender. We are feeling a little wild. We just had Alan and Amasky on uh, previous to this, a live show that you guys probably already watched. But now this is the Leafs Weekender, proudly brought to you by our friends at Boxing Rock Brewing Co., the absolute big beer for the big game. And, yes, yes, if anything was taught to me this week, ladies and gentlemen, I've been on the uh, beating the drum for a top six forward for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think with Austin Matthews going out, it really solidified that need to bring in a top six guy, and why do I say that? Austin Matthews being out allowed teams to focus on Mitch Marner, John Tavares, a little bit more. Willie was dancing, yes, but it really allowed teams to game plan differently, and it really did not give the Leafs two lines of continuity to flow through, and then the checking line not being able to stay intact. So for me, this is my opening of the show rant, the Leafs definitely need a top six guy, in my opinion. And yes, they need a defenseman, but I really think another over-the-piece top for the uh, the top six really gets it done. Boys, am I out to lunch on this one with the intro? What did you see there for those three games?
2: I don't think so. <clears throat> all it you you've seen it happen time and time again Matthews takes the time off that he needs during a season he injured his wrist last year he took the time off uh whatever's going on right now which I assume is almost same related uh you need you do need another guy but we've been kind of delaying that trade to go a a, a trade to progress and go through to find out who that top six guy is. I feel like it needs to be a power forward in my mind. Um, We don't need another Mitch Marner esque. We don't need a, we can, we need somebody to put the puck in the back of the net, but you don't need somebody at at the caliber of Matthews. So my first thought is, Meyer but that's just who I think off the top of my head
1: Petey, what are you feeling um yeah I mean Matthews he hasn't looked himself at all this this year I mean he's still putting up a ton of points but uh keeps comments where he's, he was battling through this injury that is still undisclosed we have no idea I mean we, I guess we have a good idea it's probably his wrist um but yeah we definitely we definitely need some help on that uh, top six. Uh, would be nice to get Ryan O'Reilly I don't think it's possible but it would be cool to see Um, another thing to note um, the boys were tired I mean Keith's comments on uh, after the Wings game they played five games in eight days so um, they looked a little slow but playing back-to-backs five games in eight days it's a lot on them so I don't know James what do you think well, and, and couple
0: that, I'm not trying to make excuses here, okay, because they yeah. lost two games, and, you know, they should be on the better end of things. They look pretty good against Boston, by the way, but there is a flu bug going around the team as well. Fair. Matthews at the pregame skate when he did the, the pregame interview, he looked sick as a dog. He did not look healthy. Um, you know, you don't know who else is also feeling under the weather as well. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm not feeling well, I don't want to go rip around on skates. I don't want to sweat it out. I want to sit in my PJs and drink some Gatorade. You know, I listen, Dylan, maybe that's you, but I don't really think I want to be out there taking bumps and bruises and all that stuff and draining my tank.
2: I would go to practice probably, but I wouldn't do a full fledged game. I, I feel like some, some of the time a fresh skate to me clears up everything. And I don't know why, but more or less,
1: I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go, I'll go on the ice. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys that gets when I get sick, I am a baby. Like I, I don't want to move. I just want to sit in my bed. I want to turn the Netflix on. I don't want to fucking skate. I I, I just want to rest. I want to get better. I want to be a hundred percent. I don't want to cost my team a an elf. I, I want to be a hundred percent up there.
0: No, no, I get that. I get that. Here's one thing, guys, and I've been saying this for a very long time, too, about players within the Maple Leafs organization. One was Jake Muzzin, and now it may be Austin Matthews. I'm saying load management may be a thing. Load management may start to be a thing in the NHL. Dylan, you may not like it, but other leagues do it. And if you're going towards the playoffs and you know guys bumped or bruised or banged or battered, why not give them a couple games off? They, They do that at the end of the year, though. At the end of the year, last but I'm talking year. in the middle of the year. I'm talking when you guys, the Leafs already know they're playing Tampa. That's happening. Yeah. yeah unless they fall off a damn cliff, they're either in the second or third spot. So if you have a guy right now that needs to take some time off, hello, Mark Giordano, come on down because you're looking a little slow. Take some time off. Rest up. Catch your breath. He, you gotta tell me that Mark Tier leads the least some block shots, and I mean heavy block shots, and that guy ain't hurting. It's and weird. that guy ain't so He's the
1: oldest guy in the NHL.
0: Yep, yeah, um, you know what I mean, though. This guy is eating pucks for breakfast. Num 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 num. Feed me some more, boys, and then it just keeps happening for him. But he's not losing any step. He's tired, though. You can see that he's slowing down a bit. So I'm saying maybe rest him a couple games, let him go and just heal up. But what he says to the media is I don't want to do that. I don't want to slow down. I don't want to this or that. But load management is coming whether we like it or not. I think we start to see guys play 70-65 games somewhere in that range, you know, with teams wanting to save their best players for mm. the playoffs and allowing them to take a a buffalo or a bottom of the standings game off and seeing what you got within your organization it doesn't
2: hurt i i think in the off season matthews needs to take care of this wrist situation
0: he already did though he already had surgery if it's his wrist again then like i said to clark and i don't know if i said it in our group chat or not he needs to have it broken and reset then mm. if the surgery didn't fix it if it's a bone issue then you know it happens all the time if you let something in your hand or anywhere heal and you don't go get it checked out, what they tell you is they have to re-break it to set it properly. Yeah. You know, that might be what has to happen. Hello, Kirby Doc. When he had his wrist snapped into an S at the World Juniors.
1: You know? Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. You, you think uh, 82 games is too much, James? You think they should uh, lower the amount of games they play in a season? I th- they're not going to lower it. They, wanna, they, wanna they want to up it. That's the games. thing. That's the a- they want to shorten the preseason and
0: up the, up the regular season. They do. Mm. They're not going to lower it. The, the, the Do-Re-Me boys is too much. The, 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 the ad advertisements have everything. It's just too much money to, to – especially for some teams that might not make the playoffs. More home games, more home dates means more money in your pocket for the home team. So they're going to want to do it. They want that gate revenue. So they're never going to cut it down. But what I'm saying is I think players will adapt to load management. I will think that you'll see, you know, guys will sit out a an Arizona game on February the third or whatever it is. But that's something I think that is coming. I don't care what anybody says. And by the way, my theory about Jake Muzzin is gaining steam. I'm hearing regular media people talk about the fact the Leafs may be hiding Jake Muzzin.
2: Maybe he, maybe they're listening to us. He was on the trip. Again, he's traveling. With he needs to team. be around the boys. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. The guys in the locker room bring up your morale. And I can guarantee you <clears> almost <throat> every guy in, in the locker room needs to get away from his wife so he goes <laughs> on road trips.
1: He's got to be there for his own mental health. He just, Listen, he's got to be doing something. I agree
0: with you party. guys fully. But this guy, and Keith says it all the time, he's staying sharp in the gym. He's Absolutely. watching tape. He's doing everything he needs to do to be ready for when he can go back onto the ice. I'm telling you, Jake Muzzin is coming back for the goddamn playoffs. And if oh. I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I will. You guys can pick the worst thing in the world that is allowed to be eaten, and I will eat it.
1: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we might I have this first spicy lot
0: wings, hot wings. I will eat, listen, the hottest thing I ever ate was ghost pepper.
2: No, no, no. You're
0: signing the waiver. I signed the waiver for these. I took one bite and it took my oxygen. The sauce was, it was like, <laughs> it was so hot. I was in the bathroom with my face under the faucet and the bar lady came was bringing me cups of milk. It was that hot.
1: I, <laughs> I can't do spice, James, but uh, respect. So, yeah, I, I'm willing to go that far. Okay, so we'll make a little wager here. Okay, so if, if so Jake Muzzin think... plays, yeah, go ahead, sir. Do we do something? Is there a consequence for us? I mean, or is it yeah, are you just putting yourself I'm on the line? Bread. I don't, I'm, I'm not confident. eating
2: anything. <clears throat> My I... same bet, same, nope. same no, bet. No, way. no, that. that, that, that... There's not
1: no no no. I can't. Not a chicken dick's chance, James. Am I eating a spicy ghost pepper? You're gonna put yourself in the line. I don't. I like. I think I almost agree with you on this one. So I don't know. I don't know if he. Listen, I will say me. this for you too.
0: Here we go. We'll make a show bet right here. I will eat whatever you guys want to. Played up for me you two can conspire and make it happen and i will eat it whether it comes in the mail the plane it doesn't matter i'll eat it i'll be that insane for you two i want you to do i want you to do the ice bucket challenge
2: that's fine oh, I've, already,
1: I've already done that but
0: i guess
2: i can
1: do it for i'll do it for borea yeah do it
0: for borea yep that's Send what it. i'll throw up to and i'll eat the pep. i'll eat whatever it is you're sending me while doing the Ice bucket challenge. Oh, do you guys
2: have Buffalo Wild Wings in Nova Scotia? I didn't see we, any we don't. Right? We don't. We
0: got we got real wings up here. Okay. We got man wings. Man we wings. We we don't need to go to no, no wings. We don't need to go to no little cardboard box, you know, franchise of wings. <laughs> we have companies that actually are homegrown stuff. That has you know, nice, thick, juicy chicken wings here. I think, like, I Eli, think this is some. Eli's.
2: In, I think this is some insecurity coming
1: out about. No, Honestly, I'm on James' side here. Buffalo Wild Wings stinks. I their chicken wings are very mid. They're very mid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, you got to I mean, come out here.
0: You got to come out here. When you guys do, we'll sit down with some Boxing Rock Brewing, Copoc off Loggerdale, yeah. and we'll do 20 wings from Eli's. Guarantee you don't eat them all, but you will get hooked up with some garlic parm rub on them. Mm. And then on the other side of that, once they're deep fried, delicious, by the way, you go and get yourself some honey garlic sauce mixed with some hot sauce. Boom, that's the fire. Cool. The sweet I mean, and the heat. I'm hungry right now.
1: now. I'm I'm hungry. Num, num, num.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, obviously, uh the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, no one on this group had them one and two. Um, I thought they'd lose the I was close game.
2: Pete was closest you had him going three oh and 0 buddy hey you know what I and, felt you were, good. and you were trying to actually I should have I should have went with what you told me because you were like oh yeah Dylan has him one and two <laughs> just before we left listen
0: why are you listening to me if you're so confident in your stuff get it out there my I was friend. two
2: and one I was two and one I was confident in that and Pete no. was one one and one right one no. one one.
1: 1-1-1. One, that yeah. one, 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 one. one one one, boys. I was a minute away from being kind of correct. Oh yeah, correct. that was a that was a close game. I, I was... will admit,
2: I uh, I'm not so... I'm not too disappointed with the game, but I'm
1: kind of upset about it. I'm pissed about it, man. They couldn't just hang in for one more minute, <laughs> man. In Boston, like oh, we'll get
0: to the Boston game oh, in Boston. just a minute here. But we may have someone coming off the top rope in just a couple of moments here. No, he's not allowed. But I will say, uh, I'll say this. (laughs) The the Predators game to me really showed something, though. Without Austin Matthews in the lineup, okay, this team still showed that they can step up and get it done on a higher level. But what I was really impressed about was the defense and the goaltending really standing up and doing something for this team now i may be out to lunch but i love the fact that this team came together that night and got it done
1: what did you guys think of the nashville game from a gut check perspective i saw two-time stanley cup champion matt murray stand on his head unbelievable performance by matt murray also (laughs) you see Saros, man, that guy is a stud like some of the saves he was making but Matt Murray with this starfish yeah. save in the first period, just rolling around. I mean, I think the shot was a little iffy, but man, he had he was there to make the save. Uh really liked the goaltending. The defense was good. Um, had a man, had a couple chances. I know Niedlander had that breakaway with a beautiful flick pass. I think it was Sandine. Um, but man, you see Saros, that guy is a brick wall. Um, Yeah, no, he definitely is a
0: brick wall. Uh, You know what? Saros is one of those goaltenders, though, too. He has a lot of shots against. His his numbers are great, but he gives up a lot of goals, too. He's now tied for seventh in the league for the amount of goals he's allowed. So that's why when I made my video, I was like, hmm, the Leafs keep pushing here. They can get something done against the Nashville Predators. mm -hmm. But I really like the way they came together as a five-man unit. It was said by the coach of the, uh, by the way, Gru, what's going on, my friend? Uh, It was said by the coach of the Nashville Predators um, that he liked how they came as a five-man unit, liked how they really were able to control down low throughout that game. The one blemish on that game, guys, was Pierre Ingval. I'm not knocking Pierre Ingval. Don't don't get me wrong here. On the third or fourth line, that's where Pierre will make his bread and butter, and that's where he should be. But they tried him up on the first line. I don't think that's a thing we need to see again. He looked discombobulated. It looked like it was too much. The reads playing up against the higher echelon players. Am I wrong, guys? I'm not ragging on him.
2: I'm just saying that to me looked no, like
0: it was 100%. a mismatch.
2: I mean, after looking at the the Boston game, like clearly he he has his he has his own position. But Angval's uh, not that guy. He he. He consistently he's thinks guy. he's that guy, but he he's not that does guy. not deserve to be up there. As shredded and as good looking the man is, he does not belong. He's a certified man. He does rock. not deserve to be in that top six. I don't care what.
1: Certified he, man rock. He's ripped like a bad report card. Have you seen him without his oh, shirt oh. on? He, he literally takes I his shirt it. off all the time so he can show his freaking abs. Petey is
0: punny tonight, folks. Petey
2: if if there were like warmups like the NBA, he'd have his jersey off, just showing his abs, just skating. Yeah. 10%. oh, he so
0: would. He so would.
2: Um, my thoughts, though, on the Nashville game, Soros. I want to give this guy a lot of credit. He is, he is breaking a barrier of an uncommon goalie. He is like five foot eleven. Five foot ten, and does the he performs in the NHL at a very well rate. You 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 see the NHL gradually going to these six foot five, six foot six type goalies, and this guy continues to stand on his head. Nashville had a guy of Rinne that was six foot four for years and years, but this Soros kid comes in and he he's like. Oh, Nashville has their franchise goalie leaving. Oh, we'll we'll take this guy and see how he does and and he's taking the reins. He's he played really well in this game, but obviously I I don't think Nashville is is well grouped together. Um but man, Tanner Janot, was he pissed on that save with Matt Murray. <laughs> he's really got uh, anything on it. That is that is another player that uh Possibly the Leafs could go after. He's a young power forward, but I don't know if he is a top six forward off the top of my head. Is but he
1: a UFA, Dylan,
2: I don't think he's a UFA mm-hmm. like at trade deadline. I would go after him, but um, other than that, it was uh, it was a solid push in the I think it was the final two minutes, was it not? The the goal mm-hmm. by Marner, yes, they got a um,
1: the power play goal. The power play looked horrendous that game, by the way. Um, but they got four, oh, yeah. Riley took a stick to the face, double minor, ended up winning the game. And Marner just with a wide open net. Saros could have had that too, man. Like, he was pretty close on that dive. Like, I would have thrown up if he caught that. I would have just, I would have quit. I would have quit watching the game and rage quit. He would have rage quit watching the game.
0: Hilarious. But Saros is that goalie that can do that stuff for you, right?
2: So. He 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 plays he plays phenomenal and and on any given night it's not just on rare occasions he he has good numbers it just they don't have the team around him to 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 do what they want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: No, definitely. Well, then we move on to the Detroit Red Wing game. I got a little bit of a beef here. I know that by the letter of the law in the NHL that that is no goal. I get it. I get it. It's okay. I get it. And by the way, I know that I'm a bit of a blowhard and I talk a whole shit ton. So if you guys ever want to cut me off, feel free to do so. I um, But the kicking goal by Bobby McMahon kind of pissed me off.
1: It was the same situation in New Jersey, so we can't really be mad about it, James.
0: I I understand that. I do. But this was completely different, in my opinion. Because only Mata literally projectiled the puck into his own net. It wasn't like it just bounced, bounced. It was physically put into the net off of him, in like hard, not like just like, Oh, ping, ping. That's what happened. It was a different situation. I really think there should be some bend to that rule where if it deflects or does something different that it should count, should count. There has I, to be a different interpretation.
1: I don't know, James. It's gonna. I feel like if you count that, there's gonna just like there's gonna be so many other scenarios that are gonna be iffy, and it's just. I think it's easier if it's a kicking motion doesn't Nobody. hit a stick. That's the easiest way to put it. Like I don't know. Like there's so many complications. Like I guess if it hits off the post, um, was there?
2: Was it like, not another goal that it might not have been our game? But there was another goal that completely just went off a of skating in, but I know it wasn't kicking motion, but still, like it I know have-
0: I, just for me, you watch that goal and maybe watch it back. It just really all puts it into the net. It's different than it re like going ping ping ping. You know, I just think there should be some leeway, but that's just my only gripe. I was excited. I, I didn't get to watch the first period because I was on the road going to get my daughter's cheer shoes that she forgot. So I heard it, and I was literally driving down a dark highway down Forest Hills Extension. If you're in Nova Scotia, you know what I'm talking about. It's dark. There's no streetlights. I was railing the horn because I was so pumped that Bobby McMahon scored, and then they take it back.
1: So sorry to all the deer.
2: Sorry to all (laughs) the
1: deer. (laughs) That's got to suck for Bobby, though, man. He thinks he scores his first NHL goal in front of his dad on the dad's trip, and then they take it away, which just sucks. But honestly, at the end of the day, the rule is the rule. That's no goal. No, it is. I
0: know it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Um, But I will say this. um, The Leafs had little jump in the game, though. They weren't really, you know, you could really tell the bug had kind of taken hold of the team. The energy wasn't there. Uh, the vibe wasn't there for the team. It didn't look like they were up-tempo. And also, they hadn't lost in, like, what, 15 games in Detroit or something like that? You know, so it was a, it was a wide-open thing where the lease had been dominant against this squad in Little Caesars. You know, so it sucked that that had to end. But at the same time, if you're going to lose, lose now. I mean, I'm getting a little nervous. Tampa's only four or five points back now. You know, you really want to show them. You really want this team to show up against teams like that. But if they're sick, that's the effort you get. It is what it is. You move on. You figure it out. Boston Matthews sits another game. But um, there's a couple other things from that game for me. The Simmons penalty really really didn't sit well with me because it was a lazy penalty. He had an interference call that was a blatant interference call. And he tried to fight it and he went to the box and he was upset about it and, you know, just saying it wasn't his fault, et cetera, et cetera. And really it was, you know, and it was a lazy penalty is what it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll get to Simmons in the Boston game. And that was a completely different Simmons. He was engaged, fired up, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, I didn't like that call. Um, Obviously I understood that Dryden Hunt was taking a lineup for him. Dryden Hunt should have played that game. Because that guy is a little ball of friggin' energy. I love him. Dryden Hunt, that's a player. That is a player. We'll talk more about him later in the show. I love Mr. Hunt.
2: Okay. I don't know
0: what you guys feel there.
1: I don't think I've seen him play yet this year. <laughs> Dylan, you're missing too much hockey work in the night shift. But, uh, it's no, i not, not a night he's shift. From, right uh, uh, he's throwing the body. He's, I think he's gotten into a fight. He's, he's, he's gotten he into a fight. He out. hits
0: anything that moves.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is the guy we traded for from Colorado. Colorado right? Malgin, the Malgin deal. I, I think it's worked out. I um yeah, no, I like what I see from this hunt guy. He again he knows his role, he's playing it well. Dubis has got a knack for finding these these guys that just know their role for this team.
0: Well, that's it. Fine. That was the thing last year that I said about Pierre Ingball, right? He was feeling like he needed to play up the lineup and be more productive up the lineup but and wasn't accepting his role but i think when he finally accepted that hey i'm a third line guy on an energy checking line that's towards the tail end of the season that's when he clicked that's when we saw what pierre did against boston that's when we saw that energy that drive and that play that came out of him because he understood where he was and what he was supposed to do knowing your role and i've been you guys hear me say this all the time knowing your role and then finally being placed in a role to succeed Those two things coming together for a guy are huge. But the guy like Mikhaev was never going to accept the fact that he was a bottom six guy with the Leafs. He always wanted to be higher up in the lineup. He couldn't accept he was on the third line. And when he was on the third line, we all can say he was kind of a ghost. But then when he went up to Tavares and stuff like that, the wheels were there, the the effort level was there. It was different. Same thing with Pierre. Now he understands I'm a third line guy. This is where I'm going to be. That's fine. And now it all comes together, right? So I don't mm. know. I, I just like I like what Dryden Hunt brought, but um, Sonar didn't look good either. To be honest with you, you think so, man? I thought he played well. He I, did okay, but it, there's you know, again,
1: you're allowing three goals. The yeah, the one goal at the end. Meh, I I don't remember the first two, but you, I thought he was, put them in the game. What have I said
0: to you guys all all year long, too? If the offense is bailing out the goalies, the goalie should bail out the, the rest of the team on certain nights. The Detroit game was a night where Sonar really should have bailed out that team a bit more. They weren't going. They weren't feeling it. The goalie's got to keep them in it, much like Matt Murray did, you know, against Dallas, against uh, the National Predators. You know, when the team in front of you is not clicking at 100%, it's up to the goaltender to get rocking and rolling.
2: I, I have a serious question. If Dude. you guys were voting on – Either of them to go into the All Star. Who would your goalie be? Matt Murray, no question. Murray. Okay.
1: Not Ooh, even okay. a second thought, Matt Murray. But I uh, don't get me wrong. I love Sammy. <laughs> Sammy's great. So our Sammy one has, one Sammy player. has great numbers, and I
2: think he has more wins. But uh if you're know. asking me what goalie
0: I want to make a game seven save, it's me—the guy that's done it in game seven. Matt, <laughs> Matt Murray, Murray. Stanley Cup champion. Just just look at the big games that Matt Murray has played for us this season. Dallas came up big. One of the best came up big. Yeah, but he just, he knows when to come up big, is what I'm saying. Big saves at key moments, you know, and that's what he's been getting done. And now we flipped the script to last night to Boston, and everybody, whether it was over on the live feeds for whoever you were on, everybody said this game felt like a playoff game. Yeah. Everybody's energy was up for it. Everybody was fired up. It felt that way. And it was cool because playoff Wayne Simmons came out and he was hitting, he was fighting, he was doing everything you want Wayne Simmons to do. And then on top of that, Dryden Hunt hitting everything that moves. He's got history with Pasternak because he laid him out when he was an Av and they were after him all night. Bunting was getting his marchand on by chirping so much that guys were just magnetized to him. Oh my God! Did
1: you see an intermission where they are just standing at the blue line? Man, we thought we were in for a third period that was just going to be a bloodbath, but unfortunately, it didn't go the way we thought it would.
0: No, it, it didn't. But you know what? That that was wicked, though. That was that's the energy you want from yeah. your team. All yeah. our guys weren't backing down just as much as their guys weren't backing down. Nobody had their tails between their legs. Riley was yelling. Matthews was yelling. Bunts was on the line. Hunt, I Simmer. You
2: know, I miss, I miss so much stuff. Like the only thing I get to watch is like the highlights. So really oh, it's only man. the goals in the game. So I missed all the little finer details in between the game. That's why I'm not saying a lot about the games, but I do get the gist of it. But uh my favorite moment from the game was when Matthews tied it and he was just like, What? No screaming now? <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, no, he God. really gave it to him. A lot of people were chirping me, you know, about that afterwards. Like, oh, you shouldn't have, you know, summoned we'll the beast there Yeah,
1: yeah. What a goal that was, though, man. He had Whoa. nothing to shoot at, and he found a seam, man. I sometimes I'm pinching myself. Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leaf, guys. It was a beautiful goal, but again, it showed those
0: little moves weren't there a week ago, right? Back. Right? dance that confidence that speed that beast mode matthews so it showed taking a little time off and then coming back to play he was fired up and ready
2: to go i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong on it james i'm just saying it's it's (laughs) kind of silly for it to happen it listen it is but you know Mm -hmm. look at
0: guys you know look at a lot of guys that go 82 games right it was it was fun uh, it was fun to see, loved it, loved the fact that Matthews got fired up and ready to go. Um, you know, the Boston game was great, though. That's a game you want. Sign me up for seven more of those in the playoffs with the Leafs going the other way. That's hockey I want to see. Dude, I love it.
1: James, it never goes our way.
2: <laughs> but I, didn't, I did not I did not enjoy that game from the highlights. It had
1: I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she's like, Pete, you need to – smile because I the entire game I just was frowning. I'm like, they're they're blowing it this game. They're not playing like they want it. I just I it was a fun game to watch. I don't get me wrong, but I just like I wanted the Leafs to win that one so badly, especially in regulation. And it was just like the little things pissing me off like Connor Timmins giving it away, trying to get it to Riley, yes. Pasternak yeah. getting that breakaway and then Murray letting in sort of a weak one there. But yeah, that game just really aggravated me. Yeah, I, can't, I, was,
0: I, can't I was excited to watch them hang.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that.
0: I was excited yeah. to watch the Leafs hang. You know, they they hung with the Boston Bruins because they were supposed to get smoked because the Bruins are nine points better and the Bruins are the best team in the league and the Bruins are this and the Bruins are that. Well, the Leafs went, hey, we're, we're up one hey, We're up
1: I mean, they're second place in the division. I think maybe even second place in the league. And it's just, I don't think they were going to get smoked. I knew it was Saturday night hockey, like hockey night in Canada. We knew it was going to be a good game. I just, I wanted them to win that badly. Like I, guys, I can't stand the Bruins. Oh,
0: listen, I fully agree with you. And Dylan, you'll probably agree with this too. I wanted the Leafs to win that game so bad. So bad. (laughs) So bad, because obviously... Whatever, we'll we'll save it for the playoffs, right?
1: Hey, you know what? Once they slay this fucking dragon, they're going to win it all. The Leafs
0: Leafs used to lose to the teams they beat in the playoffs before. They used to get whooped by Ottawa back in the early 2000s. Every regular season game, come playoffs, smoked them. Took them out. Gone. Sweep.
1: Sweep, sweet. see you later. Oh, I'll never forget that. We swept them at home, James. So, to me, it's okay. We lost it.
0: Sucks. We move on. We figure it out. We go forward. Um, Dylan, I wanted to, to bring something up, but you got your finger up, so you go right ahead.
2: I have a theory. If, they, if the Bruins continue this streak of hotness, I think they will get burnt out in the playoffs.
1: They're peaking too high. They're peaking too early. You're correct on that, Dylan. They're peaking too early. They're peaking too early, but the problem here is, guys, that nobody's talking about
0: they got cap space. And they're gonna they're go Patrick and get Kane. a very nice big name. I don't oh, think it'll be Patty Kane. It's gonna be more of a Bruin type player. Yeah, it's I gonna be, it be a gonna be
2: or Timo Meyer, I think. Oh man.
0: Just imagine Ryan O'Reilly over there. No doesn't he fit in oh. there just perfectly? He oh, does. He's a Taylor Bruin. He's a Bruin to me. Um, I feel it. I feel it in my bones that Ryan O'Reilly is going to the Boston Bruins.
1: Just think, got a feeling. I think they're peaking like the the Tampa Bay Lightning did a few years ago when they got swept by Columbus. I
2: I also believe that what Toronto is doing in the regular season is the proper way to handle everything heading into the playoffs. Yep. I agree with you. They've, they've so,
0: learned from the Tampa Bay philosophy. Let's say exactly.
2: That. Look at Tampa Bay last year. They were like, ah, fuck, we don't care. We're not going to be, we're not going to be President's Trophy winners. Let's coast in the playoffs and peak at the right time. They beat us and went on a run. And if we're facing them in the first round, they might be a little bit tired. They may be a little
0: bit tired. They definitely will uh, show some rust. They showed it to start it off. The thing I want to bring up. About- about the Boston game is, and a lot of fans have said this, not just Maple Leaf fans. So everybody who's watching, wherever you're watching from, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Leaf fan. The refing this year is horrendous. Yep. And I can't wait to get Dave Jackson back on with us to talk about the refing that is going on so far. Uh, If you didn't catch that episode, go check it out. He is the ESPN rules analyst, former NHL referee, Mr. Dave Jackson. Me and Dylan had him on in the summer, but It's bad. Last night, there's a few plays to me that really didn't sit well with me. The stick flying out of the hands of Allmark, it definitely looked like he threw that. That kind of ticked me off. The trip on Hall, that ticked me off because that was incidental contact. Oh, that was brutal. And then the one that really made me mad, because it's a reputation thing now. I've said this to you guys. Hunting's got a reputation now, but the slash on his breakaway, on his arm, it was so fast, but it was so hard that it interfered with what he was doing, did not get called. I'm not saying because I'm a homer, but that is a call that needs to be called. But they ref that game like a playoff game. There were skirmishes after the whistle they didn't take guys out of. They let guys take liberties at each other, Leafs and Bruins. So it was back and forth. But those three things to me were three things that really, in a microcosm, shifted the game.
2: All <clears> I, <throat> I, would, I would probably agree. Bunting, Bunting played really well that game, though. I, I will give him the benefit Bunting of the Bunting was game. our Brad Marchand last night. Without he was benefit. a freaking horse, and I love that guy to death.
1: I would love to hear Bunting mic'd up with Brad Marshall oh. and hearing the chirps going at each other. How good of, of television would that be, boys? I would.
0: Yeah, I told you last night it wouldn't be much to hear because it would be. <laughs>
2: you think Beaker was on TV? Can I, can I pay for the unfiltered version, please? Yeah. Yes, that'd be amazing set it up
1: nhl i'd pay for that i would love
2: to hear that hear what they they'll, say they'll set up in in only fans so, so that the
1: content is, the is OnlyFans only fans hockey edition yeah
0: Ooh. all right well we got the week that will be here for the toronto maple leafs we'll blow through this pretty quickly we got the panthers the Leafs really need to be up for this one Um, You know, they're not exactly uh, been known to be up for teams that are lower in the standings. And, you know, the Panthers are fighting for every single point they can get. Uh, We got the Jets, who are really starting to click right now. So that might be no joke. And then the Canadians on Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, bright light. Let's go. You know, as much as the Habs want to not win games, they are going to bring it to the Maple Leafs. Josh Anderson plays up to the Toronto Maple Leafs all the time. Um, So you know they're really going to bring it. What are you guys taking this week? What is your record? And if you're watching anywhere, what is your record for the Leafs this week?
1: I'm going to go Also, – I'll start here. Um, So Panthers – the Leafs are coming off of two two regulation losses. I think they're going to pummel the Panthers on Tuesday here. Pummel. They're going to pummel them. Um, Then we got the Jets. That's going to be a little bit of closer one. That's also at home. I think the Jets will – or the, sorry, the Leafs are going to walk away with the W on that one. That's two. So the, the win the first two now, the Canadians guys, I need your help. I have a bet at work with one of my co- co-workers. Uh, we have to make an embarrassing message to our our work chat about, um, depending on which team wins here. So um, I'm going to go Leafs win this one. But if you guys have any ideas for what I should make my co-workers say to our, our work chat, that would be fantastic. But my, my prediction this week is 3-0. and I'm going a 2-0-1
2: with the overtime loss to the Jets. I think the Jets are clicking a little bit too much right now. Hellebuck is in Vesna Caliper. Friggin. Yeah, he's just on fire. I think they got Ehlers back. If I'm not mistaken, they do. I do believe, yeah, he'll be ready for us at least, anyways. Um, and Josh Morrissey is is doing really well on the back end, so uh, it's going to be a heater very much probably like this Bruins team that we just experienced. So I'm looking forward to that one. Pierre Luc Dubois, we hate him, so Matthews is gonna put him through the.
1: The turnbuckle. I. I I don't know. I. I don't. I do not like. No. They. They got some bad blood, Dylan. I I agree with you. Matthew's better. Freaking move his body. You better
2: crush that guy.
1: Um, I'm gonna go.
2: Go. Go ahead, Dilly. And then, yeah, the uh, Canadians. I know they'll bring it, but um, uh, I. I think we can squeeze out a win.
0: Zero and three. 0-3,
1: 0 oh, and three, you're gross. <laughs> come on, you're a Homer James. 0 oh, and three? No, come on. Oh two and one. Um oh, this doesn't even freaking surprise me.
0: I'm not going 0 3. Um I have the Maple Leafs going two and one this week. Uh I think they lose to the Panthers. I think they go on a three game loser. And uh Keith really shakes it up, kicks it into high gear, and the Leafs go on. Play the Winnipeg Jets. Get fired up. Get amped up. Because that's a game that everybody's going to get up for. It's the Leafs. It's the Jets. And there is nothing better than beating the Jets, eh, Mark Scheifele? Oh, wait. You said the Leafs. So don't worry. We're going to mollywop you. It's going to happen. Jesse Pollock, I know you'll see this. I know you'll see this. So, Jesse, I hope you know. I hope you know the Leafs are going to win against your little Jets. And then for the Montreal Canadiens, les habitants. I think the Leafs are going to pick up a game-winning goal on overtime. It's going to go to OT, and I'm going to be loving it because it's going to be – a boo, Austin Matthews in the Bell Center. Woo! It's going to be a Love Bell
1: Center beatdown, boys. Bell Cannot wait. Down.
0: Yeah, no, the Leafs are going to be 2-1 and one this week. Like I said, the one they're going to lose is going to be – Against the Panthers, I think they're just a little discombobulated right now. They got the flu bug running through, so these guys are going to heal up a little bit, get back to it, and the rest of the week's going to be fun, fun, fun to watch. Um, so with it being the good, bad, the ugly time, I'm going to rip through this pretty quick because I want to get to some awards the big awards sure. for sure. the leagues, uh, for not the leaves, for the league. Uh, so for the good, I got Dryden Hunt, this is a guy whose style benefits through the playoffs. He had anything that moves. Reminds me of a smaller version of Ross Colton. Am I wrong?
2: No, um, Ross Colton? Ross Colton. You know Ross Colton, I hope.
1: Mm, no. No. Danube, oh God, Danube, no. He
2: scored the the Stanley Cup winner, I think. Too, he scored or a or Stanley
0: think? Cup winner. He was the guy that would fly in at the beginning of each period against the Leafs and throw a big schlobber knocker oh, of a hit and really rattle the boards and get people fired up. Uh, that's what Hunt reminds me of. He's a guy that's just going to bring the energy, plow over some bolts, doesn't give a crap, will fight if he has to, you know, so. Yep. That's a guy that I think is the the, the, the way that we want for the playoffs is a guy, which is Dryden Hunt. The, the bad guys we touched on earlier, the special teams, this team's got to get it going. The penalty kill and the power play, mm. middling part of the league right now, should be a power play and a penalty kill that were where they were last year, in at least the top five. But we're not even cracking the top ten. Five forward power play too. Yeah. So we're not even doing it. I think that the it just needs to get back together. It needs to get rolling. Same with the PK. I want to see them at least crack the top ten by the end of the season. Because if those things aren't rolling going to the playoffs, that's a problem. Correct. And then finally, we got the ugly. The ugly for me is the playoff seating. Oh, it's always gonna be ugly. Always. I just don't like it. It doesn't make for races, oh. it doesn't make it fun. It does you know? not
1: it, it it will
2: I don't even know if it'll ever change. Like I it will at
0: some point how it would will you guys, would, would this ever be fun for you guys? You know how the CFL does crossovers, you know, from a different conference, they come over and end up being yeah, a different seed. That'd be cool. I would it's love to good. see a crossover.
2: Yes. The only yes. the that only reason cool. right now in this moment why I like that is because you see the Pacific and it is so extremely weak that they're you're gonna have four teams and two of them are gonna be weak and you're gonna be like you're gonna be like this this isn't that entertaining and and, and then you look at us in the Atlantic and it's a tight race right down to the last game of the season.
1: It. I think, I don't know if you guys have ever heard anyone, because I've never heard anyone say that, oh, I really enjoy this playoff seating. No, it's terrible. I Like, I don't like like the fact that we know who we're playing halfway through the season. We know we're matched up with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We knew this, I think, last season, the other season, we knew we were playing Boston at this point. Like, it's it's fucking frustrating. I hate it. Let's go back to the 1-8. And even though we'd still be playing Tampa, I think if it was back to 1-8, I still want it back to that. Like I, it was perfect. There was nothing wrong with it. Maybe throw in a Western Conference team, like James said here, but no. Back to the one that Gary.
0: Do it. Yeah. No, it's, I, I like it like that. I'd rather it be like that, but it is what it is, unfortunately. All right, Dylan. We're gonna do offsides mid-season awards. Mid-season. Let's go. Um. So we'll obviously we'll do the heart. We'll do the Vesna. We'll do the Ted Lindsay. Um, what other ones do you guys want to do? The Rockets already sewed up.
2: Calder, <laughs> he's
1: not Calder. He's... What did you say was
2: sewed up? <laughs> the rocket. Oh yeah, yeah. The Rockets totally sewed up right now. Um, I'd like to do the coach and the GM. Yep. All right. Okay,
1: cool. Trophy I will by trophy. Up.
2: Uh, I I think the heart is kind of self-explanatory here. I think we can all agree it's probably going to be Connor McDavid.
0: Should they change the wording? The wording on that one there to because obviously a yeah, Connor McDavid is great, but I think it should be a team that mo- a player that most helps his team. Sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if the Oilers miss the playoffs and Connor McDavid wins the award.
1: Huh? I don't know. That was gonna be my question. Like, do you think he should still win the award if they miss the playoffs? Like Mario did a few years ago, not a few years ago, a while ago. Like, I, who else? Who else do you think would be up for this trophy? I don't know.
2: I, I, my, my pick is McDavid as well. So, would you, would you, would you go with somebody like, like Allmark for say who has led the led Boston to that's, that's yeah. a player that should be in the hard conversation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, okay. there's, a, there's a few players. I mean, if you're on a team that is going to the the playoffs, I mean, yeah, they, it should be more weighted oh. that way. Tage Thompson. That's another one, yeah. No, it's, it's not a bad choice. But
1: Buffalo's probably not going to make the playoffs as well. No, well, wow. that's
0: the argument again, right, where it's not a playoff team. Yeah. But, yeah, that- I mean, McDavid is going to be, but
1: what do you think, Petey? Uh, I said McDavid. McDavid is my pick for the heart. Yeah, I'm going all Mark.
2: Just I'm because going. I said it there.
1: <laughs> you know what?
0: I, I. The more I think about it, I mean, how valuable it is for a goaltender to do what he's doing. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so, I, I totally agree. No one's coming. I, I, mean, I will take that there.
0: Mark. Who is your rookie right now,
1: Mister Pete the Heat? Um, I think there's two obvious choices here. Um, I'm going to go – I'm still not I, – I, Seattle is like – I'm not sold on them, man, but I'm going to go with Logan Thompson from Vegas. Ooh. I, I, I think he's going to – I like him to win the, the Calder. It's tough between him and uh, Mr. Matty Baneers, but I'm going with Logan. All right, all right. Uh,
2: I would love to say the guy that I predicted at the beginning of the season, Mr. Mason McTavish, but unfortunately the ducks suck and they're not doing so well. So, uh, I'm going to go with Matty Beniers. He's, he's actually really stepped it up for, uh, Seattle. And I think he's on the first line, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I watched the shot, uh, by him from the blue line last night, which was an absolute snipe. So I'm, I'm, I'll am i go with Beniers. I'm
0: going to go off the board for you guys here, and I'm going to say Kalen Addison. Uh, reason why I say that, he's actually not too far off on the point lead for rookie points. Obviously, we know Maddie Beniers is a step ahead, but Kalen Addison, a defenseman, doing kind of like most cider things, scoring points, it's hard when you break in as a young man to do that as a defenseman and also have the trust of your coach and all that stuff. So Kalen Addison, to me, is a guy that really should be more in the conversation for the Calder Trophy, it, just in my opinion.
2: I wa- I watched the uh, – I think it's like a a YouTube series on the wild, and I guess there was there was a losing streak at one point during the season, and Mark andre Fleury took things into his own hands – and he was like, you know, when the boys are on a losing streak, you gotta, you gotta loosen things up. So he uh, put like a horn underneath the brake of Kaylin Addison's uh, car, and every time he pressed on the brake, the horn was just like right outside the airport. In the pranksters. And he's just like, "What the hell is going on?" I was just like, "I thought, I thought that was really cool." And. It, and it's definitely something that is needed in a locker room when you're uh, kind of all tense in it, in a moment in the in the season like that.
0: No, it definitely is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I my Calder. Go ahead, Dilly.
2: I also have a question. Do you, do you guys? I know that it doesn't always happen each year that there's a rookie goaltender in the uh, in the league, but do you ever think that there should be one for specifically the goalies mm. and one specifically for the players? Um, I don't think
1: there's enough. Rookie goaltenders playing for that yeah. to be a thing, Dylan. But um it—I mean—I like the idea. Just yeah, there's only there's only so many goalies in the league, so I don't think it's possible to have it.
2: It's fair. It was just question.
1: Yeah. Um, right.
2: Good question. Who do you have for your Vesna, Dylan Fournier? <laughs> I got, I got my boy Jake Ottinger. This kid what come out the gates. He's like 24 years old and he's, he's put Dallas on his back and they are a wagon in the central right now, along with Jason Robertson, uh, helping support the, uh, the points there.
1: Um, no, the answer is Linus Allmark. And if you have anyone else, you're wrong. You're incorrect. It's Linus Allmark. It's not even a debate.
2: Oh, it's Linus yeah, Allmark. I'm with
1: Linus Almark. Nice yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even close.
2: I'm gonna pull up stats here.
0: Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing for me with Linus Allmark, though. Great that you're gonna have a great regular season. He hasn't gone deep on a playoff run because Boston our Bruins didn't make it. So I wanna want to see what Linus Allmark does this year.
1: Yeah, but players don't matter for the trophy. But the no, I know off. it
0: doesn't matter, but I'm just thinking about we were talking earlier about the Bruins peeking out. You know, you got to wonder how Allmark's going to handle that run too. They also have but Jeremy Swayman
1: pretty good. Jeremy Swayman's pretty good.
0: So the next one we have up is the Norris trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everybody's going to be talking about Mr. Rasmus Dallin.
1: What do you have, Pete? um i'm going with the guy that's making a resurgence for the san jose sharks eric carlson i like what i I like what i see he's trying to he's brought his game back um hopefully he can get moved to a different team his contract sucks but he's having a resurgence and i'd love to see it eric carlson my pick eric
2: carlson dylan Fournier, what are you
1: doing here so you already said
2: him, but I feel like this is, this is kind of due. he's been, he was a number one overall pick for Buffalo. He was somebody that he, he didn't fully come into the league off to a great start. And I think with Buffalo doing really well this year in in a very competitive Atlantic, he's been doing really great this year. And I th- I think he deserves to be in not only the all-star, but I think he deserves to be top three for the, Norris Trophy.
0: All right. I'm going to go Josh Morrissey out of the Winnipeg Jets.
2: Mm, Another
0: pick. guy who's really stepping it up and bringing it this year for the Jets and really being a resurgent kind of guy and bringing everything that the Jets need this year to propel themselves forward. I think Josh Morrissey is the guy for the, uh, the, uh, the Norris. Good pick, James. Solid pick. Oh, Art Ross. We just going to all say McDavid here. Yeah, McDavid next. The Selkie.
1: But, Who we go? Uh, I,
2: I I don't want to say Bergeron, and I I I really don't know of anybody else in the league right now that that is <clears throat> at his caliber in, in this league. Like I'd love to say Matthews, but I don't I don't think he's he's Not reached that level yet. So unfortunately, I'm gonna say Bergeron. It would be his tenth in a row. I think.
1: Fuck what you have to say. I'm going Mr. Poppy Austin Matthews. <laughs> I think it's a stat online. He's got the most defensive touches as a forward. So um, he's really improved his two-way game this year. And uh, I like what I see, man. He, he's making those great plays. And I know <laughs> he doesn't play on the PK, but... Fuck, that was going to be the knock. That's the knock. I, I saw you I saw you opening your jaw there, James. No, he's he's winning the South Q
0: this year. Listen, I'm going with you. I want Pappy to take it, yeah. but Pappy's got to start playing on the damn PK. Get some minutes on there. Get some reps. He won't, ever,
2: he won't ever play there. I don't think he'll ever play on the PK.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll
2: see. It's we'll not see. needed. You Listen, got Mitchie. You got Mitchie holding Screw it. Let's go Mitchie for for,
0: for that. he wasn't needed on the PK either, and look at him go. Creating offense,
2: scoring shorties. Yep. All right. Lady Bing. I got Barkov. I looked up stats on who has I, – I searched through who has zero penalty minutes in the league right now and
1: of superstar caliber. Barkov is one of the top guys. I got a good one. Um, I have Jason Robertson. I He's got zero pins this year, and he's looking great. So That was my guy right there. Robertson, I knew you'd have him too, James. I was like, that's why I want to get it in first, Jason Robertson, man. I, did a, I, I had to do a lot of searching for this
2: because I thought you were doing it midweek and I was searching it through it during, uh, during before work in my car. So I had to get the list done fairly, fairly quick. Fair enough. No problem. I won't hold it against you.
1: Jack Adams this wow. year. Jim Montgomery. It's not even a debate. I mean, you, are you guys sold on Jim Montgomery? No. No? I, no?
2: No. no. Pete... What Pete DeBoer is doing in Dallas it has changed the entire culture. He the team was struggling last year with I I can't remember who it Michael's was. Head coach.
0: What? Come on. He's the It Jet wasn't Bruce. He's Bruce. in Where is he? Pete Boss in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying the Jets current head coach
2: is Oh, the coach I, I can't of think of about
0: the name. It's the old guy. Rick
2: bonus. Rick bonus. He has changed the culture and look at these star studded young guns in Dallas. He's doing an excellent, excellent job. I think he's, he'll get a nod. Yeah. uh,
1: I think I I feel like
2: Boston could definitely slip. You think they're going to go on another 35, whatever and record during this, this second half of of
1: them slowing down here, Dylan.
2: I think there's evidence of I, slowing okay. down. They lost to Seattle this past okay. week. So
0: Seattle's no slouch, though. Everybody's like, no, oh, they to Seattle. Seattle. I'm just saying.
2: I'm
1: so, just saying. Seattle was the
0: first seven game road trip. I'm going with Row Jim Wagon. Montgomery because you know why? Because he's That's a pretty... rookie. No, he's not a rookie. Year. It's his first so, year as a no first year as a
1: Bruin. As a I Bruin. Thought it was he was the head year.
0: coach at Dallas he had to walk away because of issues in his personal life. Right. So the reason I you why you just said Rick Bonus
2: was last year.
0: He was. Rick Bonus took over for Jim Montgomery when oh, Jim goodness. Montgomery left. So Bonus stayed on for that run to the playoffs, stayed on again for I think one or two more years, and that's why he's gone now because his contract was done. Jim Montgomery in Boston, everyone loves a story. And him coming back to the NHL and recapturing a head coaching job, getting his life on track, get everything back together, him leading the Bruins like they are. That's a story. The NHL oh my God, dude, the you're make
1: me puke. You know what? You know what? If Boston wins the cup this year, they're gonna make like a stupid Netflix special that we're all gonna have to watch where it's like the the last dance for Boston, where they they brought in Krejci, Bergeron signs, they bring in this new coach and then Jara came in at the deadline. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't ugh. you're putting a terrible image in my head. Anyways.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Jim Montgomery, definitely for me, um, obviously because of the feel good thing of it. Um, who do you have here for the Ted Lindsay? We all say McDavid.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What about the William M Jennings trophy this year? Everyone's saying Linus Allmark and Swayman. If the Leafs can get things back together, their tandem is pretty damn tasty. That's why well, that is that is one
2: hundred percent true. In the predicting, Allmark and Swayman is just basically saying like Swayman's holding down the fort, so or Allmark is holding down the fort, so Swayman yeah. just is there. Yeah, I would think the
0: Leafs where they have more of a one I could
2: hit. I could agree on I could agree on the Leafs because of I think we. They have 14 and 12 wins. I think it is. Yep.
0: So, I mean, they're splitting it down the middle more so than other teams. So that would be more to the true Jennings name.
1: Yeah. I like that. Leaves for the Jennings.
0: Let's go. Leaves for the Jennings. You heard it here first. All right. What else do we have on the docket here? One second, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls.
2: Uh, Jim Monka or Jim Gregory. Wow. I can't see.
0: The Gregory. That's the GM of the year award. Yeah. Who's taking the Gregory?
2: Uh, Although they have slid a little bit, I do believe they're still in second in the Metro. I'm going with Tom Fitzgerald of the New Jersey Devils.
0: Ooh, fire,
1: fire. I am going the man that's the myth, the legend that's going to be re-signing with this team at the end of the year, Mr. Kyle Dubis. What, really, I,
0: what has he done though to to make this season just the wait? Pop?
2: Just, just wait. It's not the trade deadline yet. It's not. The no, deadline. no, no, no.
1: Full responsibility. Look at the two goalies that he's brought the, in. The two goalies. He he picked up your boy Dryden Hunt. Signed Mulgan. Turned him into an asset. Um, he's he's done a lot of stuff, James. Like, come on. Callie oh, Yarnkrook. Yeah, Croak, Yeah, he's made some big signings this year. So
2: Gio, he's brought in
1: signed so sure here last
2: run. year but still
1: all right, all, right, all right I could
2: see that as viable I'm going with Ron Francis
0: Seattle Kraken they're I a team that right. nobody expected like to do anything this year they're a team that has second liners throughout their whole entire lineup it's no superstar player there but a lot of a lot of guys who bought in just like the Vegas Golden Knights did that one year and he's got them all playing that certain way, uh, and the goaltending. He went and found guys that can tend the goal while their real superstar goaltender and Grooby was not there. So he's went and made the right moves and set everything up, and has this team believing in itself and going on a run. I'm not mad at it.
1: Great, person, you know, Seattle man.
0: was a laughingstock last year for their first year, and I, I feel like they did all, it on
2: purpose. I feel like all three of these could be the top three. Let's go, let's go.
0: I like it. I like it.
2: What about the rocket?
1: The rocket? I. Uh, what Passa. are you guys doing?
2: Pasta. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Passa. I thought I thought James was gonna say somebody else. Oh, okay. I'm going. Tage Thompson.
2: Who are you saying, Dilly? Who would you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say Matthews. I thought you were gonna say he was gonna go on a tear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what? There is no one within this industry that doesn't think that he's going to go on some ridiculous run here. Like everybody's waiting for him to flip on the switch and just tear it up. Like I, they talk about it every broadcast that he hasn't had a multi-goal game. And just wait, these multi-goal triple goal games are coming man. by McDavid and and all these guys better watch out because Matthew's going to storm the gates.
2: That's that is a hundred percent fair. Um, I was going to say pasta because this man just wants a fat, fat contract mm,
1: he's gonna um, get paid.
2: but connor mcdavid it does not look like he's slowing down anytime soon and he's on pace for like 150 points so like he could be up to like close to 70 goals and he did study matthews in the offseason so i could see that happening as well
0: damn so all right there's our mid-season awards we will come back to it, see what it is. Someone said pasta is funny. Well, guess what? I think pasta is a goal-scoring machine.
2: He is. Um, he scored against Murray <laughs> literally yeah. yesterday.
0: So I like pasta. That's the guy that I think might do it this year, just going a bit of a tear himself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the least Weekender. We try to keep it short and sweet, but we never do. It's nope. all good. We're brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Puck off Loggerdale. We have to do one thing here at the end of the show, and it's the Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior. I'm going to let Pete take it. So
1: go ahead, Petey. Okay. my This is so funny to talk with on. Um, my Boxing Rock um, Puck Off Loggerdale, Blue to Blue. You <laughs> can't even say it.
2: Uh, boxing Rock Brewing
1: mean, Co. Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week. I don't know if you guys have seen these highlights because they're absolutely disgusting. This 14-year-old girl in Slovakia Nella oh. Nova. Sorry, I'm absolutely butchering her name, but this girl is the first girl to do a Michigan in international women's international hockey. She's doing through the legs snipes, going bar down on breakaways. She is 14 years old and she's she's unbelievable. So she is my bluted, blue bearded warrior. All right,
0: Dylan. Who is your bearded blue warrior of the week?
2: Uh, hold on. I got to pull up this, this stat here. Um, so I don't know if anybody can see this, but uh, Connor Bedard in his last 10 games played in the WHL has 17 goals, 22 assists, 39 points and 67
0: shots.
2: Kids right. are
1: freaking wagon. That's your bloated, bearded warrior. All right, so so guys, I got to cheat here.
0: Mine isn't going to be one person or two or three or four. It's going to be thousands of people. It's going to be every man and woman who works for a professional organization, a junior organization, as the medical staff, the trainers, the EMTs, the first responders who get on a field, or on the ice, mm. to take care of people when they are hurt, when they are injured. They literally saved Mr. Yeah. Number Three life, okay? They, they saved the man's life. And I don't think they get enough respect. We had an incident happen at the Marlies game as well. You know, uh, thoughts go out to the, the family, the friends, the co-workers, everyone, uh, that person. That's super sad. You never want to hear about that. But again, those people have to be there and have to take care of these people and make sure that you know if there is a serious injury that they're limiting these guys' mobility so guys and gals so they don't further the injury that they have. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a moment and say thank you to all of those people that are in the rinks, you know, doing the the work, cuts, bruises doesn't matter. They are there. And even if they're for the opposing team, everyone comes together and makes sure that they take care of someone. So my Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior goes out to each and every person that works these games, whatever sport it is. Tip of the cap to you. You guys are awesome. And you guys deserve a hell of a lot more and a hell of a lot more resources and respect. So cheers to you. Good pick,
1: James. Great pick. Great.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that I've got you all sapped up and your eyes are a little misty, I want to say this is Offside Hockey Talk, the place where the Toronto Maple Leafs in hockey comes to talk.